Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Running Anthropologist podcast in our 14th edition today. We have a really interesting topic, and that's for parents or those who are coaching, those who work with maybe middle schoolers and high schoolers, how do you keep that fresh? And how do you keep workouts fun while challenging your children or a young person, but also keep them on the competitive edge? So having competition is obviously a big part of track and cross country. And, you know, our social experience as runners is definitely, uh, you know, being shaped when we're growing up. But also parents have a big influence on that. And the preparation that they do or the system that they follow, the coaches that they connect with, those are all really important for, uh, for a young person. So today I think we have a really good perspective from actually a, a university professor, Mark Carver, and he applies that same thirst for knowledge in his coaching and mentoring and running with his son, KJ, who has been very successful through middle school track and is now about to start in varsity high school track and cross country. I think you'll really like this episode. By the way, it's done live after a run on scene. So the first few minutes, there's a little bit of fountain in the background. And then after that, we're sitting down inside with KJ. So we start out talking with Mark, the parent, the dad, and hearing his perspective. Let's get going. So for those of us who were wondering, I wanted to get a personal perspective of Mark Carver on how it's like and what it's like to raise a middle school competitive athlete who just finished the state finals, did really well, you know, very competitive uh, level of running, and is slated or getting started to run varsity for his high school team, one of the best running teams in the area. And basically, I just wanted to know, like, what are the joys and also some of the challenges of um, yeah, of training and running with, uh, running partnering with your with your son. Is it okay if I actually like go back to like when he was in elementary school? Talk about challenges in a sense. Definitely, definitely. So one of the challenges was that I was not a runner growing up, and I, I played baseball and soccer. I played Australian football, and so I introduced him to all these other sports. And we discovered, I think I said previously, how from a coach that running was a good idea for him. So once we got him into running, I didn't know how to guide him. I had no idea how you train a runner. And so we would encounter all these different coaches on these different teams. And we found all these coaches had different opinions. And I had no idea how to sort out whose recommendations were better than others. Yeah, that's a, that's a big challenge. I can see how you'd easily get confused or even thinking like, oh, am I doing the wrong thing? You know. Mm-hmm. And I think I noticed that a lot of parents were just like, well, I'm handing him over to them and just it'll just turn out and I just I'm a very hands-on person I like to do things with my son so I was like if I'm gonna do this I need to educate myself yeah and so I would start reading like I get I read like running magazines like runner's world I think I talked about I go on to let'srun.com I'm always reading up to learn more I search like the things on running science I'm on a listserv that's sending me running research so I do all these things to try to learn as much as I can so that when I, as I hear the different coaches saying things, I'm now starting to be able to sort out whose advice is more like old school, like this is how I was trained, thus this is how everyone else should do it, versus those who kind of up to date, you know, with what the science of running says. Sure. So I know that some of the, uh, some of the biggest challenges as 
runners get older and you're their running partner, you're their parent, you're the pseudo coach, is that they really want their own social you know, running experience. Is he at that level yet or is he just happy running with his dad and getting out there and doing hard workouts with you? You know, that is actually really interesting because Jen, my wife, has been expecting that to happen, that he would want to run with his friends and not run with me, but that hasn't happened yet. I, I'm anticipating this, and I'm encouraging him to do as much with his friends as possible, such as today when we ran with Run Tampa. I was like, you know what, invite your friends to come and join us. That's awesome. And so, and we, we they were like enthusiastic about it and brought their parents. Yeah. You know, so that was, that was great. And so he's doing more with them. But ultimately, like for example, when they sped up, he wanted to stay with me though. Huh. So he's still, like he's at that transition age, but he still likes doing stuff with his dad. Now the funny thing about it is, as he's getting faster, he's really moving out of my capability range. Sure. At so, some point, it's like, okay, you're in high school now. As yeah. He's entering high school, and you can do some of the, maybe the recovery runs yeah. and the longer runs with him. Although even now, even his recovery pace is starting to get stretched my range. Okay, so that's one yeah. of the challenges. Have yeah. you seen, I know that a lot of parents will do the biking thing. Have you thought about you know, doing that? Have you done that with him? No, I, I think it's because I really want to run with him. Uh-huh. You know, it is interesting you say that because uh, he has a friend of his who's actually going off to college now, but the dad used to bike along with his son. Now, his son is incredibly flat, fast. I think he finished third in the States in the two-mile last year. Okay. So, I mean, at high school age, that's impre- he's going to go to college on a scholarship. Wow. And track scholarships are not easy to get. So that says uh, says plenty you know so yeah and i have a bike but it's actually it's a racing bike so it's i mean i couldn't go on trails with it with it i guess i would need a mountain bike or something that's right yeah get a pacing mountain bike so i I guess one of the big questions that i was wanting to ask for other parents out there that have kids in elementary and middle school um you know obviously you've done a great job with your son you guys have found lots of resources and you've kept up with him and encouraged Mm -hmm. him and from all that I've talked with him it seems like he's still really enthusiastic and he's not you know he's not burnt out on running what what would be the tips that you would give or the wish I had known kind of thing that you would give other parents who want to raise up you know a healthy competitive but also really happy runner okay so I think um I can give tips in which one case I think I accidentally did something right and one thing I did wrong. So, so the thing I did right is from an early age, even once we discovered that he had talent at running, uh, and actually I don't know if I'd mentioned this to you before, but when he was eight, he um, won, like in the 1500, he won his age group, won the U.S. Na- oh, sorry. Uh, uh, he won U.S. Nationals for his age group in the 1500. I don't know if I told you wow, that before. that's great. And that was a huge shock because we had no idea he had that level of ability. But really early on, he could hold a pace for a real, like, he just wouldn't, he wouldn't get tired. It just really surprised me. So that was a, a bit of a surprise. But even then, and everyone's like, oh, you have to put him in running all the time. We refused. He continued to play baseball, soccer. We did drop football, but he played floor hockey. um, I mean, if there was a sport, we tried out every sport and I encouraged him, I don't want you to specialize when you're young. Hmm. And so by doing that, he didn't run all the time. It's like there were kids already running six days a week, even at like age seven, eight. And I was trying to keep him to maybe like three days a week. And then other days of the week, he would play like other sports. 
cool. and we would mix still it up. Still keeping in shape, still doing good workouts, yeah. but just enjoying some social yeah. time. And we kept that up um, probably until the fall of last year when okay. he was in the eighth grade. So it was only, and it was actually his choice. At uh, the beginning of the eighth grade, he came up to me and said, Dad, I'm really at a point now, I just want to run. Can I drop the other sports? All right, and I'm so like, let him have the yeah. choice. And I'm like, if this is what you want to do, because a lot of like parents, I think, like, they make their kids drop other sports to focus on something. I love that it was his choice instead. That's, and, that's great advice. Yeah. So that worked out really well. So now the mistake I made early on is that when he was running, um, and again, you know, obviously reflected by my lack of knowledge and just kind of going with whatever coaches said is he ran every practice as if it was a race, hmm. every repetition of whatever they did. He ran it all out. And everyone's like, wow, he worked so hard at practice, but I didn't realize he was working too hard at practice. Hmm. And so really for years, he had a decent history of like all these little aches and pains and injuries, which now what I realize is that's not proper training. Right. And we now know that some of the best running for youths or adults is, I think they basically say you should have two easy workouts for every harder workout. You mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. That's, a good, that's a good formula, yeah. especially for young people. Yeah. And I didn't know that. So he was like, it didn't matter what distance they were doing, whatever the workout was, he ran everything as if he had to beat everybody. Hmm. And it was, and I didn't know any better to know that that wasn't a good idea. Hmm. Well, as, as you mentioned, you guys have learned a lot along the way yeah. and using lots of coaches and running resources now. And I yeah. know he's going to do great in his high school starting varsity year. So um, I wish you guys luck and oh, uh, happy running that. together. And thanks for, thanks for your time. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you much. <laughs> thanks again, Mark. Bye-bye. Yep. And welcome to the show, KJ and Mark Carver. We're coming to you in studio in their home here in Temple Terrace, Florida, and caught them right after a track, uh, well, training workout, a hill workout. So let's get started. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Hello. All right. So KJ and Mark, um, Mark is KJ's father, and KJ is uh, the middle school runner who's about to be entering the crazy field of high school. Um, but I'd love to hear about how you got started running and what your training is like as one of these elite middle school runners. So it all started, I was playing flag football when I was seven, I think. Yes. And the coach said, wow, you're very fast, but you always avoid people and avoid contact. And he said, have you ever thought about trying track? And we didn't know that there was track at that age. So we looked some stuff up on the internet and found a track team. I just want to like, just to like enhance that a little bit. The coach came up to me, he says, your son is really fast. He has an amazing ability. He can run down anyone and just miss them. <laughs> <laughs> and just miss them. That's awesome. Um, so I know you guys have a really pretty strict uh, training routine that you've gotten from coaches and you go all around uh, Tampa, including running with uh, Run Tampa, our local running club. Um, what is that like for you? Is it a hard routine? Are you doing a workout every day? Well, we do a workout 13 out of 14 days, and it actually is a lot easier because we have a philosophy of two easy runs for every hard run. Okay. So it's been a lot easier than what I used to do, which was hard runs every day. 
All right. And are you mixing in there? I know you did a hill workout today. Are you mixing in speed workout, distance? What what kind of uh, diversity do you have in the runs? So we have, I think, um, a like tough VO2 workout, VO2 max workout every how long? Probably, well, and also just to clarify, his training is in cycles. So it depends on what part of a cycle he's in. So we actually just started all over. So when States was done, he took a two-week recovery phase. And then he started off with like a two weeks of conditioning. And now he's in kind of like a base build-up strength phase. Okay. Which is why we're doing hills. And so at this stage, he probably does what he calls a VO2 workout. I don't know if you know what VO2 pace is. You could tell us about it. Okay. That is basically the fastest pace that you can hold for two miles. Got and it. so whatever that pace is... That's what those workouts are, and you run that pace. Okay. Cool. And so he does those probably once every two weeks during this phase. Okay. So, you know, if you think about it, he talked about he's in 13 out of 14 day training cycles. So he'll get one of those VO2 workouts every 14 days. Got it. And yeah. leading up to the state finals, I, I assume that you guys had a pretty good. Can you, can you tell me about how they were? What, what was it like for you? Um, well, for our training, we took a lot of distance off and focused more on sharpening and speed for the actual race. And then the actual race was not bad. I ran pretty well. Awesome. And uh, what was the uh, what was the competition like in the middle school state finals? It was pretty tough. I yeah. had a lot of competition. <laughs> and this is for the, the what, what events did you run? The 3,000 and 1,500. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I will say I, I showed a little bit of poor judgment. We were one of the very few people who he qualified for both of those, but most kids who qualified for the 3015 ran one or the other. Uh. But he ran both. And the couple kids who ran both, they ran the 3000 first. And then anyone who did the 3000 first, like, died in the 1500 because it was like just two hours later. So, those of us who are a little bit foggy on those uh, high school, middle school track distances, that's just under a mile and just under two miles. Correct, yes. Right? Yeah. All right. And really not a good idea to do both of them two hours apart. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so one of the things I know that you guys have been running a lot and that you're getting ready for seasons and for specific races. But I also know that through Mark, through your work, mm-hmm. you've traveled all over the world. And I'd love to hear from KJ what some of his favorite runs are that uh, you guys have done while traveling. Well, we had a really fun one. It was, well, any Olympic track we've been to has been fun, but the Sydney Olympic track, remember that, Dad? Oh, yeah. That was great. So, so actually, gosh, that was a couple of years ago. But So, he, like he said, we'll travel to places, and if we know they've had a track that's hosted the Olympics, we try to get them to train on it. Very cool. And then most of them are open to the public. Huh, that's surprising. Which is unlike tracks here in the United yeah, States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. you can't even get on a high school track. Yeah, or a university track, yeah. very hard. Yeah. So, so actually, we would actually train on those Olympic tracks like multiple times during our visit. Cool. Like in Sweden, we also found an Olympic track. Yeah, it actually, was cold though. It's I I think so. The one was it Stockholm? Yeah, it's the oldest existing Olympic track that's like, still, it's still there. open. Okay, yeah. they're still functioning. So you got to yeah. run in the Stockholm Olympic track. You got to run in Sydney. Sydney. And I think that was all the Olympic tracks. Okay. That we did. 
And you, you, you ran at a really nice um, synthetic track in the Malaysia. German. Oh, and you uh, the German Sports University. I forgot about that. Okay, the German yeah. Sports University. In Cologne. That's yeah. right. In Cologne. And what what were you in Malaysia for? What what kind of uh, events did you run or just, just training run? Just training mostly. Mm-hmm. Tell them what happened when you did that sprint workout on the soccer field in Malaysia. Oh, yeah. Um, a bunch of kids from like, was it a bunch of soccer players? Or? Well, I think they were middle school. So he was in elementary school at the time. Okay. And we were trying to keep up his training, and he just had an, a sprint workout assigned. And so we found these soccer fields right outside the school, and he just started doing his sprint work there. And what did all the middle school kids when they got out of school do? They all tried to join us for the run, and they could do like maybe one or two, and then they'd have to take a couple for a break. <laughs> And then, well, like, it would be going. in different waves, different people trying it at different times. Mm-hmm. And do you remember what was surrounding the soccer fields? Remember the people's houses? So all the parents would come out, because the houses were right up against the school, they were coming out on the balcony and watching here in <laughs> training with all of their kids. Wow. So yeah. he had quite the audience for that workout. That's yeah. cool. And what, what was your, like, when you were running through a city or a town, um, what was your favorite uh, run that you've done recently while, while you guys were traveling? Um, in London, we had a really fun eight miles. That was difficult, but it was up um, Primrose Hill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a thousand feet of elevation gain. So that was pretty hard. Cool. <laughs> Although you actually handled it. was it really well. fun though because we ran along the canal and then went up to the hill. You could see you have a view of a view. all of London. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then we just ran back. Neat. Oh, and yeah. go ahead. What did we see in London that we don't see here everywhere when we were running? Oh, other runners. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> There's way more runners all over London than there are here. Interesting. I, I bet you might find that, you know, if you were, say, in New York or Chicago, too. But yeah. London's pretty compact, I suppose, compared. Yeah, we were just amazed at the sheer number of runners. And actually... Some really high-level runners. Yeah, we, we saw people, like, blow by us, and we're not usually typically seeing that, <laughs> you know. So we actually got a chance to talk to that, that one guy in. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he was a good runner. Yeah, he was really high level. So Running like races like all over, huh? For five k. Yeah. So one of the questions that I had for you guys, I, I know you do a lot of traveling. Um, do you have any any tips for people that are traveling with their with their kids and want to get a run in or a workout in? What what's your uh, what's your advice, Mark? Oh, so you want my advice? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, okay, so one thing that. I, well, for, to be able to be successful and kind of like going somewhere and keeping up your running is to have yourself adjust properly. And for sleep. Yeah, for sleep. And so one of the things that I've done is um, I found that there is a calculator online, which is um, oh, what the Mayo Clinic. Okay. Um, so has actually had sponsors. This, so it's actually a scientifically derived calculator on how to adjust your time schedules. And so I know, Kieran, you're used to this. But we'll, three days before we travel anywhere, we'll start adjusting our sleep schedules to get ourselves to adjust so that by the time we land somewhere... It just feels normal. It just feels normal. Okay. And so I, you know... I it definitely worked in Australia. Yeah. Sure. Oh, well, think about it. I worked in, in London. We literally got off... The, so we actually had a, a, a red-eye flight. We landed at like 7 in the morning 
And then we went for a run at probably was it around noon, and we in London. And I think we did what a five mile run that day or something like that. Um, I think it was was it five or five and a half? Something like that. But <laughs> the fact is, it, and it was it was easy. Well, really easy for you, <laughs> but um, but it was just really easy to be adjusted. Nice and cool. Oh, I will say, yeah. Oh my gosh, the temperature is so much nicer than it is here. And the, the Mayo, the tips on the Mayo Clinic were to help you adjust before you went. Yes, yeah, so you, right? you you start when you travel. You start adjusting your schedule three days ahead of time, hmm. and so that you start gradually adjusting. So by the time you arrive, you're already on and that then, schedule. And then you can run in the morning without like sleeping through the day. And yeah. in the morning, it's obviously cooler, nicer, less yeah. like bad weather happens in the morning. Well, that's a great trip. I bet you a lot of professional runners don't don't go through that. So that's a good <laughs> that's a good tip. Yeah, and and I guess the other thing that we do is you know we kind of think about how many days we're going, and we'll pack maybe like five days of running clothes, and just be like, okay, we're gonna like wear that, wash it. You know, just gotta be prepared to like wash our running clothes. Sure, sure. Because you know, you're not gonna bring two weeks worth of running clothes. In. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to bring a lot of suitcases. Yes. And we'll usually, because you shouldn't wear the same sneakers two days in a row, so okay. we'll bring two pairs of running sneakers so they can rotate them each day. And, and what's the theory behind that, just to give your feet a break? Yeah, because actually say, what happens is your feet actually adjust to the sneaker you're in. So if you wear the same one over and over, you'll wear exactly the same, put the same pressure hmm. on your feet in the same places. So in fact, many professional runners will have seven or eight pairs of sneakers. Just rotate every yeah. every week. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you actually have, I think, five pairs of running sneakers. That I cycle through. That you cycle through. I probably have about seven different pairs I cycle through. So we really try to like make sure that we're giving our feet a break. And we have also different types too. Sure. So that will vary depending on the type of run he's doing too. Sure. Some trails, some more supportive. Yeah. yeah. More we actually just bought some really nice trail yeah. ones that we'll be getting next Monday. Yeah. Oh, so. good. Getting yeah. back to what he was saying before, um, yeah. another like tip, yeah. look up online what are the best running places to get different types of workouts. So we always find a track in advance. We find a place to do a long run or multiple long yeah. runs. And we find places that just are recommended for running. Okay. Oh, actually, that's right. We actually did searches. Like, you can actually do a search for, like, tempo run. So where's a good place to do a tempo run versus, like, a long run? Because the idea of a tempo run is now you're running at a faster speed. So you want somewhere where you don't have to cross roads. You don't have a lot of hills. Sure. So, you know, you want, like, long, continuous, flat places. And you can actually search for those. They have that sort of information almost wherever the Internet has everything now. Hmm. So we will actually, just like he said, that was a good point, Karen. We literally will search for like different types of runs for and the locations we're going to. On the internet, we found out about that cinder track at Regent's Park. Oh, yeah, that's right. So actually, I don't know if you know what a cinder track is. No. This is what they had before they had synthetic tracks. Oh, okay. And yeah. so this track in London is considered one of the oldest still existing cinder tracks. So it's like a historic site. Hmm. That they kind of like keep up just to have it. It's actually a pretty fast track too. Yeah, yeah. It feels nice, huh? Than cinder. It, it does, but and, but I think they have to do a lot of maintenance to like keep it, you know, because obviously it would erode really easily because it's basically compacted gravel, basically. Right, right. I've heard of them, but I've never ran on one. Yeah, and, uh, that was the first time either one actually, of us had. It's like really soft and it has yeah. good grip. Yeah, it felt great. I mean, we were actually, we did a VO2 workout on there. And <laughs> what, you yeah. mean we weren't meant to run on rubber all the time? Yeah. <laughs> well, running on rubber can be really nice because it can be so bouncy. Right, right. Um, so I'm curious, um, KJ, what does it feel like um, 
going through this training routine with your dad and with some of your coaches? Does it feel overwhelming? Does it feel too hard? Or are you just in a rhythm? Do you enjoy it? Originally, it was kind of tough to um, like adjust to all the miles, but I've kind of gotten used to it. And it's really like just kind of simple now. And I don't really think about it. I just, I'm so used to it by now. You know you're doing something that day and you're like, okay, part of my day. How much of your day do you think it takes up for every training run? Like, Well, it depends on the run. Like, Mm -hmm. For some, they can be like a short four miles or something. And for that, we'll budget like an hour, maybe even hour and a half for the workout. But some workouts, like the one we did today, repeat 200 hill sprints, can take like two and a half hours and... Because you have we'll to just, rest in yeah. between and yeah. We have to set up everything. That's one of the things that takes the longest. Yeah, when you have to be measuring things, you know, we have uh-huh. a measuring wheel to get it exactly to 200 meters. We put our cones out. Very precise. Yeah. Yes. And it, usually during the school year when you guys are doing these, there are other people joining you or hopefully other kids that are at your same pace and same routine. Well, <laughs> during middle school, it wasn't exactly too close, the gap. Like, for um, a 3,000, second place was, for my team, was how far away from me? Probably a couple minutes. Yeah, but high school yeah. will be different, right? Yes, yes actually, definitely. we're very excited about that. He's going to the one high school in the area. And I may not even be varsity that, my first year. Yeah. All right. So pretty much anywhere else he would have gone as a freshman, he probably would have been, like, one of the top varsity runners. But this school, okay, he'll be battling for somewhere between, like, there's seven people for varsity. He'll probably be like somewhere like six, seven, or eight. Okay. Which is perfect. Dad, look at the time. This is on the track in cross country too. Is that part of the part of the plan? Yeah. So yeah. cross. So yeah, I'll start with cross country. Um, yeah. So I think um, to make varsity, probably at this school, you probably have to run a 5K and maybe the upper 17s or low 18s, mm-hmm. which is right about where he is anyway. So, but that's good. It's good to have room yeah. to grow for sure. Yes, because like. Yeah, in middle school, like, he actually rarely would go to their practices because it just... You, you want know. to do your own, and it's harder. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, usually it's just us running together. Yeah. All right, and well, that's a great experience for Dad. And it's nice having him because now he knows what it's like. Yeah, right. You, you would have forgotten what that's like. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I will say that's probably... It's only been it's really just the past year. So it used to be in the past. Occasionally I would run with him, but he would just run with whatever teams he was on. But this past year, when he like separated from everyone around him, kind of, I then just started to do all of his workouts. So if he has a workout assigned, I'm doing the exact same thing. Now, when you say assign, Mark, I think a lot of parents would be curious. You know, uh, yeah. oh, I want my my child to you know do really well, and I want to challenge them. I don't want to burn them out, but I want them to do well mm-hmm. and challenge themselves. Where, where would you suggest that they? start checking out, you know, if they don't have a great coach that's at their middle school or if they don't have access to those type of things, what, where did you guys find your training routine and where would you advise people to maybe look okay. for that? So it will vary depending on where you are in the country. So we're very fortunate in Florida. I think we have among the most private um, AAU or USATF track, youth track teams of almost anywhere in the country. So just in Tampa alone, what, there's probably like 10 different teams. So no, US, there's more than that. U.S. Track okay. Association and AAU. Yeah, so American Athletic 
Union, um, I think, is that what it, yeah. Amateur Athletic Union. Amateur Athletic Union, so okay. KU, and then yeah, USA Track and Field. Yeah. Got it. So, and a lot of the clubs are, are AU, USATF, they're both. Got it. Okay, so they get licensed for both, and so they have licensed coaches. So, like, the track team he's on right now, the Trailblazers, they have coaches who are licensed to, licensed level three coaches. So they have some pretty high-level training. Hmm. And you, you can basically investigate and find out the different coaches, what level of training they have. So he's actually, so while he has run with his school teams, a lot of the, you know, they're really nice people, the teachers that take on the job of being coaches. Definitely. But they yeah. often don't have the training. They're not and, USATF yeah, coaches. They, yeah. And, yeah. So they're... They're motivated to get kids into running and start running. But if you want to take it to another level, then you really need to get the private coaches. Mm -hmm. And so... Especially for distance running. Well, I think probably also for sprinters, but Mm -hmm. um, it's just we're distance runners. So the fact is he actually started with a different track team and, you know, really liked them, good bunch of people. But at some point he realized... They weren't taking him really to like needed a next, different coach or wanted to yeah wanted something kind of just like another step up. So then uh-huh. he changed teams, and the the team he changed to they worked him hard. Um, <laughs> and I, I will say this is a little bit what I think he was alluding to before. The coaches, great people, really nice, passionate about what they do, but kind of a little bit old school philosophy. Mm-hmm. So they literally believe that every workout should be like high intensity. And so he had like high intensity workouts like five days a week. And it was a little hard on him to say the least. And we would like skip days occasionally. He also played other sports too. So we would use those sports to kind of replace running days. A lot to do in a a day. Yeah. And I'm sure that, you know, that that works out really well Mm -hmm. in Tampa where we have some of those local clubs. I'm sure that some of these coaches also offer online programs. You know, if you search for a, a recognized ATF certified coach and you're looking for something mm-hmm. for your high school or middle schooler um, and you're in a more rural area, for example, um, I'm sure that they can find those resources online as well. They can. So now here's what you have to be careful, though, too. So, I mean, I, I will say I love reading about running philosophy uh-huh. and the running research. Okay. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you know Let's Run.com. Kieran was whispering this to me. Uh, are you familiar with Let's Run.com? No, no. Let's Run.com. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of an international running website. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's a forum. It's kind and, of like running social media. Almost. Yes. It's really what it is. And so it's a, you have to, if you go on there, you have to go on kind of like ready for anything. So there's all these running blogs going on. Huh. Some of them are really high level where like high level coaches actually get on there. High level like, runners go on the there. Doesn't the Oregon coach go on there? Yeah, I think I'll, so a lot, like sometimes they'll go on during an anonymous name, but everybody knows who they are. Okay. But <laughs> like, yeah, so like people like, I don't know if you've heard of like Tin Men. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Tin Men will go on there and post like training suggestions for people etc so it's really but the other thing you get on there is because people can go on there not but you get a lot of people who go on there and post nonsense so, so you have to find the right person that you know you want to follow exactly yeah. so i'd like going on there kind of like and reading about the different training suggestions people post their training plans and you get some really high level training plans on Neat. there. Well, we'll definitely post a link to that. That's a great suggestion. Yeah, we definitely yeah, sletrun.com. I highly recommend it. But again, people have to know, don't believe everything you read. Read something and then look up some more on your own. Sure. Is take what your time to research. Good and, to do. and yeah, and also like 
something like, for example, I saw someone posting and their stuff seemed really high level, really good. And I figured out who the person was and I, and I learned that this guy is um, actually the leading masters runner in the world right now. So, and because once I found out who he was, I found out I had a trip to Colorado coming up and I actually contacted him and we actually went running together. Oh, in Colorado. In Colorado. Oh, wonderful. Which was like the most amazing experience to run with like, I mean, so this guy holds lots of like world records and for masters runner and he's the current reigning masters champion and I think the 8K and in the half marathon. Okay, all right, And cool. I got to run with him. Pretty Super good run. Cool. Yeah, he's a pretty good. He did take it easy on me, <laughs> to say the least. Um, and of course, I got a picture with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, KJ, you're headed into your high school, uh, first year of high school. Um, you know, for middle school and high school runners, I have to say, I remember it being sort of an awkward time, but also one in which I wanted to connect with others and form relationships with teammates and stuff like that. What's, what, what are you most looking forward to in, uh, in your high school running and just in general? Well, everyone on the team is really nice. And I think they're going to do like even a summer like cross-country camp. And the high school team that he's going yeah. to be on. Yeah, yeah, got it. So they're just a great group of people. They're really friendly. I'm looking forward to being friends with some of them. Yeah, a lot of new, a lot of new things. My favorite experience was my cross country summer camp going into my freshman year. Oh, nice! And I, I actually did it with, uh, yeah. Anyway, it was a great experience, and I'm sure you'll have lots of good cross country camps and lots of, uh, lots of great learning from people, both about running and just about life in general. Keep your dad close by, ask him advice <laughs> along the way. Sometimes, uh, sometimes people think they know a lot, but they don't, especially when you're a high schooler. So. I, I wish you luck, but I take everything people say with a grain of salt. You know, test it against uh, against others, and um, I'm sure you're going to do really well. You know, this made me actually just think of um, a piece of advice. I think that would be really helpful. Sure. Um, we've run into a couple people who are like going into high school, and we've said reach out to the high school team, so the coach, so you can get to know the runners now, get to know the coach now, and start running with them. Don't wait till you show up. Right. And most have been really reluctant, whereas uh, Kieran started running with this high school team in the spring. Huh. So we didn't even wait for the summer. We reached out for them, and they were like, sure, you know, if you feel like you can keep up, which they found out, yes, he can. <laughs> um, you know, he's really into And so, like, he's already in with the team. Like, Good. It, There's no rules against that, going out and running with your team? or Well, well once you're actually going to the school. Once you're actually going to the school. So Once you're committed. Then, yeah. Okay. So probably before we accepted, that's, you know, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Be quiet about that. Okay. Informally. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, it's really helpful because when he starts as a freshman, he's going to know all these runners already. Yeah. Like, feel a lot more it. comfortable jumping in. Yeah. He's already yeah. one of them. Yeah, and yeah. know people at the school when you get there, yeah. too. It's not quite so foreign. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, KJ, I wish you luck in your cross-country camp, and I thank you guys for letting me in the little window into all your travels and your running. That's really cool, and uh, I hope you have a great, although quite hot, summer in Florida oh. <laughs> uh, with the rest of your training. Thanks. And, well, thank you very much. And thank yeah. you, Mark, for having me. Yeah. And thanks to all of you for joining us. This has been a really memorable episode in that I've learned a lot about working with young runners. 
I've been a middle school and a high school cross-country coach, so I know a little bit. But being a new parent, I'm always looking for new tips and ways to keep running fresh, keep it fun, make it a truly building and life-affirming experience. Not putting too much pressure, but also in inviting others to be competitive, to do their best. And as we go through life, sometimes we need a few tips from others. And we're very grateful to Mark and KJ for taking time to do that with us. Please feel free to visit our website, find links to everything we talked about today, as well as leave a message, some encouragement for others, any ideas you might have. Look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, happy running.